This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. The Sports Bar with Danger and Bataglia. I think they're a good, solid football team. You know, we got to test it in front of us on Sunday night. They're just not a very good team, and their quarterback's not very good. Mike Danger. It's not a tribute video at Highmark Stadium on Sunday night. It's more like a PSA, and you just have a montage. Gene Bataglia. I want to see Brian Dayball falling down in Miami. Yeah. Plenty of roster transactions to pass along to you. I know the baseball series, playoff series are going on right now. Astros lead is 9-1. Nine, Nine times. Screw the Twins. The Rangers are on to the ALCS with their Creed music. Come on, Rangers, make us proud. Come on, Marlins, make us proud. I'm not a Yacht Rock fan. Jack Eichel, the personality of a carrot. 95.7 FM and AM 950, The Fan. Rochester. Good afternoon. Pull up a stool and welcome on into the sports bar. You found Danger Taglia on the Sports Leader 95.7 FM, AM 950. The fan Rochester and the free to download Odyssey app. Our stream is up. You can watch the sports bar at the fan Rochester on YouTube and on Twitch, even on your smart device when you ask it to play 95.7 The Fan. Good day to you, Gene Bataglia. Good day, Mike Danger. How are we today? We're doing well. Uh, you know, a little bit scattered, uh, a little all over the place. Excited that last night hockey was back. Got to watch some NHL games. Got to watch my Blackhawks get their first one of the season. My favorite part of last night was uh, as the Penguins were losing late in that game at PPG Arena, the home crowd started a chant of Fire, Fire Canada, Canada yeah. which is fantastic. Yeah. I love that the Steeler fans and Pittsburgh sports fans are the way that they are. Never change. Uh, like the the dialogue I was having on Sunday with my Steeler fan friends, you would have thought. I mean, like they just beat their division rival. They just beat Baltimore at home, and they are not satisfied, never satisfied, want to fire Canada, want, hate this team, hate everything about Mike Tomlin. I don't think the Steelers won that game. The amount of drops Baltimore had. They won that lays, game. They did. A loser is a loser. The Baltimore Ravens handed it over on a golden platter to them, and I think smart Steeler fans recognize that. Yes. That's fine, but a loser is a loser, and you got the win. And so it was just, it was a full circle moment when last night, as the Penguins were losing to Chicago again, uh, they, the fire Canada chants started ringing throughout the arena. Fantastic. So that was, uh, that was fun. We have uh, Sabres hockey tomorrow night to look forward to. More Ooh, NHL tonight. Yeah. Major League Baseball playoffs now, uh, as we have the Rangers closing out their series against Baltimore. We've got a couple of great games, a few great games happening today. So yeah, we're, we're in peak sports calendar mode here, and it's, it's fantastic that we're able to talk sports here in the Flower City with you every afternoon. Yeah, you got three baseball games today. That's right. So that's uh, fantastic. And then we roll into Thursday Night Football tomorrow night, the Chiefs. And I think we should just take a minute just to kind of say, all right, the Bills are coming off a loss where we're just, eh. But you still live in a world, Bills fans, where you have to think back to the drought era. Like, you comfortably are going to win this game Sunday night. You cannot tell me that Tyrod Taylor hmm. is going to come in and outduel Josh Allen or that Brian Dayball is going to scheme up all these great running plays for Saquon Barkley or that Brian Dayball is no, going to know exactly the formula to confuse Josh Allen and a two-touchdown underdog is going to work over Sean McDermott hmm. on, on Sunday night. All right, let's talk.
talk more about that. Here's what's on tap at Three Heads Brewing today. Skunk Black IPA. Discover why a hint of roasted malt is the perfect complement to Big Hop flavor. Get some at Three Heads Brewing on Atlantic Avenue today. And don't forget, a week from Friday, our next Friday Football Talk Live Patriots Week, we will be at Three Heads Live for Friday Football Talk Live. That's a week from Friday. Joining us later this afternoon to talk more Buffalo Bills at 425, the co-host of It's Always Game Day in Buffalo and the Odyssey app. We're going to be talking to Matt Beauvais. Fresh back from London, so we'll ask him about the trip. I'm also kind of curious, too, like if... That is going to be the stadium that the Bills are going to be getting here. Tottenham Hotspur, uh, kind of a miniature version of it. You know, it, it, will we be satisfied? We'll get Matt's thoughts on what uh, he saw over there. And I guess kind of moving ahead here is, well, there are going to be some lineup changes. There are some issues. Another injury on defense we learned of today. We'll get to that with Matt Beauvais, uh, your co-host for Always Game Day in Buffalo. You can hear inside the Odyssey app. Matt Beauvais in the 4 o'clock hour. we got to give you some winners in college football in the NFL. We'll be joined 325 later this hour, about 20 minutes from now. From the host of Send It In, Odyssey's uh, Odyssey Sports betting insider PJ Glasser stops by. Insider Calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. Oh, no, and the O's lost. I'm not even doing that the right way. <laughs> <laughs> He's okay. Yeah, we got to come up with a good one. Yeah, we got to come up with a good one to, to give PJ to, to set the tone. I'll, I'll uh I'll I'll do a little homework here and we'll, oh, we'll give We're people's. open on uh formerly known as Twitter at the Fan Rochester if you have any ideas. Yeah. So uh it's tough to 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 top the Padres of Manny Machado and Fernando Tatis <laughs> and Juan Soto in the city of San Diego. Yeah. Well we'll give uh PJ a good uh a good name for a Baltimore accent. Uh he'll drop one of those on us here uh coming up in about twenty twenty five minutes or so. You can join us on the Good Smoke Barbecue and Pub Wingman line at eight six six four F A N. Award winning barbecue from Good Smoke Barbecue and Pub, the new location at one thirty five West Commercial Street in East Rochester. Good smoke BB Q.com again, 866-4-F-A-N, if you want to join us in the sports bar. So the, the report uh, out of Giant, the Giants uh, facility is that uh, Daniel Jones not practicing today. He's got a neck injury. It's more sore today than it was, and Brian Dayball did not deny that uh, the team, uh, they could be looking at and bringing in a veteran quarterback. So to me, that's always the tell. If you're talking about bringing in a veteran quarterback, you just can't go out there with one. So... It's looking like we're going to have the Tyrod show coming up. Why not? Like, it's a big reunion here. I was just, we were just joking about this yesterday, that if if the Giants go out there against the Bills and trot out Tyrod Taylor, it's like you're not going to see a, a tribute video to all the former Bills, current Giants. You're going to see a, a public service announcement. 33-year-old Tyrod Taylor lives in a shack in the Philippines at night. He sleeps on a floor mat and eats only a bowl of rice. And for just the price of a cup of coffee a day, you can help Tyrod and countless other New York Giants to live a healthy, sustainable life. It's like what would be that? That would be the tribute video, right? Just here they are today and just like <laughs> hanging their heads and yes. sad and everything else. Yes, then versus now. Um, I actually feel bad for Brian Dable because we all like Brian Dable. We all respect the job that he did here as offensive coordinator. But man, this is rough. This is going to be a rough stretch for the Giants here the rest of this season. There's just no talent on this team. You've got Saquon and... I'm going to give you a little positive spin, right? This is the schedule afterwards. You're home against the Commanders. Home against, well, technically you're home. The Jets Giants game we get once every four years. Oh yeah. Um, then you play the Raiders on the road. All right, you're at Dallas. The Commanders again. The sad Patriots. The Packers, who all of a sudden they look sad. Point is, all right, it, it looks bad right now, Giant fans. But maybe you come out of this. Maybe you can sneak in, and, and you know, maybe you're in the graphic at the end of the nothing year. about this team's screams farting around no nothing about this team screams right. farting around i mean the way they laid down at home for their first two home games the, the idea that you've got a lineman calling out fans calling them you know burger flippers and fr- you know like come on the, this team is lost and you're losing your quarterback and you're gonna have to start tyrod taylor which nobody wants to see or needs to see you really have saquon barkley and that's it i mean yeah. like if you're sean mcdermott and you know that it's Tyrod Taylor behind center. 
you can really if you're uh if you're a Buffalo Bills third stringer or practice squad player, like this is your opportunity. If Bale Inspector actually does come off of IR and becomes active and you can use him, like play Bale Inspector. Treat this, you could treat this as a preseason game. You could give these, Dorian Williams, let's see. Let's see how you look this week versus last week. You make AJ Klein active today uh, off of the practice squad. Like if AJ Klein plays, I'm not nervous. I'm okay. AJ Klein against the Giants, sure. Go ahead, play against the Giants. Give give them the reps. Let them get those reps. Let them get that experience. This is a JV squad that's going up against the Buffalo Bills. Which Sunday. would make this, what, the worst loss in regular season history? Uh, if the, the Bills Buffalo lose, lose it, yes. Yeah. If the Bills lose to this pathetic excuse for a football team, it is the worst loss in Buffalo Bills regular season history. See, I would say that the Patriots are is equally pathetic. If you're just looking at the numbers and the analytics and everything else, there are some bad teams in the NFL this year. Giants being one, New England being another. And these next two weeks, we're going to have the same thing. We're going to come back Monday and we'll be like, all right, yeah, they won. Did we learn anything? No. I think the Patriots, and I know that the last two losses have been bad, but a lot of that has been miscues on offense pick sixes like I still want to believe and maybe I'm naive I still want to believe that the New England defense can surprise some people and actually maybe win a game or two for them I have no faith and confidence in their offense I, look their first round pick is gone their best pass rusher is gone so yeah, yeah the, the, yes under normal circumstances maybe maybe no, if you lose to Tyrod Taylor, this would be the worst loss in regular season history for the Buffalo Bills. Honestly, let's refresh your memory on Tyrod. Great heart, good leader, never was out of line in terms of uh, being a quarterback in, in the locker room or whatever. Exactly what you would want as a backup quarterback. Tyrod is flawed. He does not throw the intermediary routes. You know who knows that? Who should remember that? Sean McDermott should know that. So Tyrod's game is this. He's good on the deep ball. They'll take some shots downfield, I'm sure. But honestly, the only way I could see this is, well, (laughs) somehow you're taking advantage of these young linebackers, and it's a Saquon show. That's it. Honestly, because Tyrod is not beating you. It would be Saquon Barkley. So devise a game plan where you're making sure that Barkley is not. And the Bills have done that. They did that against Jacobs and the Raiders. I'm not going to put. Sure, ETN got his yards, but the game was in hand at that point. I still think this Bills run defense will be just fine against uh, Saquon Barkley. And you have a quarterback in Trevor Lawrence with the Jaguars that you have to respect and honor. You don't really have that with Tyrod Taylor behind center. Uh, 35 seconds of Sean McDermott from earlier today on the New York Giants. Ooh, it's Wednesday. Ooh, Time for some McDermott McLaws. All right. I'm McDermott has done something new in, in recent where he will just take the question and just draw it out and restate things as you already know. So I'm actually going to go under on this. He will state facts and it won't be many lies. I'm going to go with five lies in 35 seconds. I think they're a good, solid football team. You know, I mean, they've had some injuries. And um, when you look at them last season, they went in one one in the wild card round out out in Minnesota, I believe it was. And, um, you know, they're a good football team. They've got good schemes, uh, good coaches. And, and, um, you know, know, we got a test in front of us on Sunday night. We got to get our, we got to focus on ourselves, number one, and get ourselves ready to go. And, um, you know, look at some of this personnel that we've got going in there and, and uh, get better fundamentally, get better technique-wise, and um, it should be an exciting night uh, in Western New York here and on Sunday night here. Six. Six. Oh, six. I'm off. The over. The over hit. Should be an exciting <laughs> night. No, it shouldn't. Should not be an exciting night. <laughs> they, they had a good football team. No, they don't. Uh, I do should look? be in bed by halftime, Coach. Let's be honest. I should be in bed by halftime. Why does he do that? Sean, you know they beat the the Vikings in the postseason. We know. I think they beat the Vikings in the postseason. Yeah. I don't know. I think they what, made it to the playoffs what, what last it, year. What What is that? That's his new thing. Like, it's, why aren't you confident? It's almost like yeah. a humble, like, yeah. oh, oh, shucks, I don't really know. But, you know, you guys are smarter than me. I'm sure you can tell me. Uh, yeah, that's good. That's good. We got six out of that one. The coaches are good. They're a good football team. <laughs> 
if they lose, by the way, we're we're talking all of this s on a Wednesday. If they lose to Tyrod and the Giants, we're interrupting the Buffalo Bills post game show, and God. we're going to come in and do the sports bar at midnight emergency, yeah, emergency, emergency episode, bar, yeah. an emergency episode called nine one one. Fire up the bat light, and Gino and I will be in here. And we will be commiserating together. There's which, no chance. Which we've only done one emergency sports bar. We got pulled off from vacation. Right. Like, <laughs> I'm listening to the buzz and who I forget who was doing it. Like, uh, and the Buffalo Bills have just fired Rex Ryan. I'm like, <gasps> you know, I'm not looking at my phone, not looking at anything. You know? Yeah. Uh, we, uh, yeah, we, that was an emergency episode of the sports bar. We pull us from vacation. Uh, during our December holiday. Uh, so, yeah, that's uh, that's Sean McDermott on the New York Giants. And, you know, just, just to just to kind of test you again, Gino. All right. I've got a, just over a minute, a minute five on Josh Norman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Ooh. Well, I'm going to put it at eight, I'm also going to put in a bonus prop bet. The bonus prop bet being he's going to know the fact and he will be dumb about it. I think he was in Carolina last year. <laughs> something along those lines. All right. So I wish we had a different sound effect, like a buzzer or something like that. Hmm. Like, if you hear, like, Sean McDermott go to the, you know the fact, but you're pretending you don't know the fact, Carl. That'll work. All right, let's see. Yeah, similar. Um, you know, we'll see. I haven't, you know, I just saw Jay No and, and, uh, and Streak. You know what? I'm sorry. This is a minute 50. This is a long oh, clip. Oh, 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 I, oh. I don't want to listen to a minute 50 of Sean McDermott talking about Josh Norman. Does that make me a bad fan? Because now, now it's just going to be droning on about Josh Norman and how great Josh. I, Norman. Just, just do it. Like I will leave it up to you to pull the ripcord on this. I just want to see if he goes to the off shot. All right, let's see how many lies we detect. Yeah, similar. Um, you know, we'll see. I haven't. You know, I just saw Jay No in in, uh, in street clothes here, so I haven't been on the field with him yet. Um, but another guy that still has the passion and desire to play, obviously, and and. Um, you know, we'll see what type of shape he's in here, and um, he's a guy that's always brought a lot of juice, you know, a lot of energy to the to the team that and teams that he's been on, and um, you know, he does a great job taking the ball away, and, um, and, he's, a, and he's a sound tackler. So, um, you know, we'll see where it goes physically at this point from here. Was part of that move, Sean? Maybe in the next twenty-five. I mean, was part of it maybe be a yeah, I mean, he's been through the, you mentioned the arc, it's it's even before that. I mean, he, when we were in Carolina, um, you know, he got off to a little bit of a slow start. We got, I say, I should say we got off to a little bit of a slow start in terms of just him not being on the field early. And then he um, learned some things and, and, and adjusted to the way he needed to uh, adapt his style of play to the, to the team. And, and, um, and the rest is history. I mean, he went and did well and above any, you know, any, you know, what we thought he was capable of because of what he, the work he put in. I mean, he was um, so committed to his craft and, and, uh, but the credit goes to him just from the adjustments he made early on because he wasn't on the field early on. And those are great lessons he can share with, with young players. With Kair, I mean, is, is that a player that you look to? Because Eric, Eric talked about keeping him, keep his confidence up, and yeah. you know, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a, you know, to me, a, not the reason, the, the primary reason why why Jano is here, but it is a, a secondary reason that he can, you know, impart wisdom, perspective. That's a lie. Um, that know, sometimes can't always reason. come from a coach. It's it's powerful when it comes from a teammate or a, or a player that's played your position and been there and done that before. Okay. I'm glad you played that the whole way through, and at least McDermott kind of confessed, and he actually gave you some background. So here was the background on Norman's rookie year, and here is the difference. Ready? Norman was not a first-round pick. He was a fifth-round pick. He was pressed in the service 12 games that season, but I'm reading this report from the Bleacher Report rookie year. This is going back to 2012. Started 12 games that season, but his coaches were troubled by his lack of discipline. Quote Ron Rivera, his playing style was high risk, high reward. You could tell you watched him in college. He liked to do his own thing. 
saying maybe the rest of the team was in zone. He was in man, that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Does this sound familiar, Mike Danger? Yeah. Sure, sure does. Yeah, and you're going to tell me, Sean, that, oh, you know what? That's the secondary reason. No, this That's is a primary reason. This is, hey, we, I, I, it means more. He, what he's doing here, and I don't hate what he's doing here. Like the, the, Josh Norman, we can joke about it. Like it's a, it's ridiculous, but I get what he's doing here. What he's doing here is he's trying to get through to a player who is done listening to his message. If if Kyer Elam won't listen to Sean McDermott, maybe he'll listen to a player who is who went through something very similar to what Elam is going through right now. I didn't get on the field right away. It was a fifth round pick, and I I had to earn it. And you got to do the same thing. And I was a guy that wanted to play man instead of zone, but I adjusted. And when I adjusted, I got better. And when I got better, I got paid big time. That's all this is. And I, I, the moment he was signed, as funny as it is to think of Josh Norman being on this roster, it's not because of anything other than his ability to potentially be a new voice, a new message for Elam, for Benford, for the young guys, for the guys that might not fully understand what Sean McDermott is trying to get them to do. I think we're fine with this, right? As long as he's not on the active roster. <laughs> right. As long yeah. as we don't see him on the field. Because if we see him on the field, then something is gone terribly wrong. Um, all right. Before we get to PJ, quickly, we, we're going to just deviate for a second here because we've we've done McDermott McLeys in the past, but we know how influential a head coach can be inside a locker room. And we know how much a coach does his job and coaches his players and these players know what to say and what not to say. I've got 45 seconds on jo- with Josh Allen on the New York Giants defense. <laughs> We're going to do Allen's, um, what would be what would be the alliteration? We have McDermott, McLeys, Allen's, I don't know. Allen's ad-libs? I don't know, <laughs> whatever. Like, uh, Just far truths? Yeah. C- complete blatant lies from Josh <laughs> Allen on the New York Giants defense. Seven. Seven. Seven and 45 Seven. seconds? Let's go. I mean, it's, it's in terms of what they're doing, um, there's a lot of stuff that we used to do. Now we've, we've done... Uh, you know, a good job of switching things up, and Dorsey's done a good job of, um, you know, rolling with what the league's doing and trying to figure out what these defenses are doing. You know, the the, the league as a defensive, you know, and the schematics of things has changed over the last couple of years. Um, not seeing as much junk tamp anymore. It's more of a, a quarters shell, um, playing some palms on the outside. Um, so we're we've we've been you know trying to roll with that and change with Lost that. Lost the bat here. But in terms of you know code words and all that stuff, we're going to have to change some things because I'm sure that those DBs and, and people have heard uh, what we've said. Maybe they've switched it. I don't know. So uh-huh. we'll, we'll see. Oh, oh zero. Yeah. I was expecting, man, and great defense, yeah. great this, great that. Um, the, you heard the, the uh, call, the LeBron James call on the field on London on Sunday, right? Did you hear that when they were at the line of scrimmage and Josh Allen called out LeBron James, no, LeBron James? No. You know, similar, the audible call, yeah, the check, yeah. the way that, that you know, Manning always used to do Omaha. They, they call it LeBron James. Everybody's trying to get, try to figure out what LeBron James means when they call LeBron James. And all we can get is that that's one of their, considered to be one of their best plays that they, mm. they, they want to associate it with. The GOAT, ah. the guy that they believe is the GOAT. So be listening for LeBron James in Josh Allen's uh, calls here come Sunday night. And maybe maybe we'll see a really, really good play follow that, even though I don't remember seeing a really good play after they called LeBron James <laughs> against the Jags <laughs> on Sunday. we got to take a break and come back with PJ Glasser. He is the host of BetQL's Send It In. We'll get you some winners in college football, the NFL. And we've got three postseason games in Major League Baseball to discuss with PJ. Next in the sports bar, Danger and Bataglia, the fan Rochester. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.
Van Rochester Sports Update. Buffalo Bills had just a walkthrough today. Corner Dane Jackson. Only Bill not to participate. Jackson has a foot injury. Josh Allen talking about seeing his former offensive coordinator. Just tap him up, give him a big old hug. I know, uh, you know he, he's meant so much to me in my, my football career and in my life for that matter. Um, you know, so excited to see him. Brian Dable now the head coach of the New York Giants. The Giants may be without their quarterback. Daniel Jones not practicing today with a neck injury. If Jones cannot go, it'll be Tyrod Taylor starting against his former team. 4 p.m. for our pregame coverage coming up on Sunday. 8-10, the kickoff from Highmark. Three games in the baseball playoffs. The Braves and Phillies playing in the National League. The Astros with a chance to advance over the Twins. Gima Taglin, the sports leader. The Fan Rochester. The beer is cold and the wings are hot. You're in the sports bar with Danger and Battaglia on the Sports Leader 95.7 FM and AM 950 The Fan, Rochester. Yeah, I mean, we're aware. I mean, when you have people leave your place or you leave another place, it's, you know, um, that's what happens. You know, good things happen when you when you're productive. And, and so he went on to get a head coaching job. And um, But we, we've coached against coaches before that uh, we've been around and so you, you're always aware of it Mark I think it's the biggest thing and um, but our focus uh, respectfully needs to be on us Buffalo Bills head coach Sean McDermott yeah Brian Dayball knows the tendencies of the Buffalo Bills they'll face off against each other Sunday night you'll be able to hear the action on the fan Rochester with our pregame coverage Sunday afternoon starting at four o'clock we're joined now by the host of Send It In, BetQL, Odyssey Sports Betting Insider PJ Glasser. Insider calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. Uh, PJ, before we uh, get to your favorite plays and, and get some winners out of you, Gino and I have really been racking our brain here in the sports bar, trying to come up with potential replacements for uh, a Bills linebacker who was injured. Maybe you heard of the Bills linebacker? I think of this guy. Like, well, so Matt. Yeah, who who was the Bills linebacker that got hurt? Uh, he's really good. All pro, too. Got hurt there in London. Did you hear of that guy? I did, guys. That would be Matt Milano. <laughs> All right, the bonus credit. All right, so we're trying to wreck our gra- brain here. Now, th- this guy was still in the league last year. He started out with Buffalo, was traded for LaShawn McCoy, Bounced around between the Eagles, the Dolphins, the Saints was God, really, he, you really know, good. maybe he could be brought in as like a veteran yeah. guy, like a veteran voice in the locker room. You remember who we're talking about, PJ? You guys actually stumped me with that one. I don't oh, remember this damn it. guy. Oh, gosh. Ready? Kiko Alonzo. <laughs> yes. Very good, Gino. That was nice. That was nice. That's so ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Poor PJ oh, comes man. in here and he's credible and he knows his stuff and he gives us winners and we just we reduce him down to his Baltimore accent. Yeah, I know. We love you, PJ. <laughs> we appreciate you playing along. All right, let, can we start before we get to football? Uh, look, there are three very compelling matchups in Major League Baseball. We know that the Rangers are advancing. You get the Phillies uh, at home. You, you've got the, the Twins looking to, to stay alive. You've got the Dodgers looking to stay like. What's your take on, on what we have here in the divisional series that remain, PJ? Yeah, guys, so the Braves-Silly series, uh, it's it's awesome. I mean, it could go the distance all five games. You just wonder if the Phillies really missed an opportunity. I mean, they were up by four in that game. They were shutting out the Braves again. And then we were just reminded of how quick Atlanta's offense can strike. I just kind of think after that game, the way it ended with the double play, Atlanta rolls. Uh, for the rest of the series, I like them today, plus 105 on the money line. I like the Twins to bounce back as well, and I like the under. I think if you like the Twins, it correlates to the under, guys, right? Astros have the better lineup. Twins have the better pitching staff. You think about those couple wild card games against the Blue Jays. Those were low-scoring, dominated by their pitchers. So I would look at maybe a correlation. You can parlay the two Twins on the money line and that under eight. And then I like the over in Dodgers D-backs tonight. How many times do we see a total in playoff baseball at nine and a half? This was 10 earlier in the day. We know how much the Dodgers pitching staff has struggled in the first couple innings against Arizona. The Snakes are back home tonight. 
it's uh, Lance Lynn against Brandon Sat. So I, I think I think both of those guys could give up some runs. So we're going over nine and a half in Dodgers D-backs. Yeah, it, geez, Lance Lynn's still doing that. I wouldn't want him in an elimination game. Good luck to the Dodgers tonight. Uh, turning our attention here to Saturday football, and my gosh, uh, Alabama is out of the top ten, and and you know maybe they're out of the national championship picture here, but they're back home. And they're giving 20 points here to Arkansas. So in the old days, we wouldn't think twice about this. But, PJ, where are you leaning on this one? Gene, you know, the days of Alabama just showing up and beating everybody by 40 points, those days are over, right? I mean, those teams, you guys know I love betting spots. And I love looking for maybe sandwich spots or situational-type spots. I think it's a great sandwich spot to fade Bama. You're coming off the big win against A&M. You have Tennessee next week, which is a huge rivalry. And it's an 11 a.m. local kick, sleepy start for the Tide, right? Maybe you get off to a little bit of a rough start against Arkansas, who only lost to LSU by three, only lost to Ole Miss by seven. I don't think they win the game. I think they can keep it close. A couple years ago, K.J. Jefferson, who's still the quarterback at Arkansas, went to Bryant-Denny, and he put up like 34 points against a good Bama defense. So he knows he can have success. He's one of the few that has success against Bama's defense. I like Arkansas to keep it close, fellas. I would take the 19 and a half. Last week, uh, PJ, you told us to to keep keep a close eye on Georgia Tech. Well, <laughs> yeah. well yeah. we yeah. did. And Woo! we saw a fireable offense at the end of that game. Yet here we are. <laughs> we're talking Miami and UNC, North Carolina now in the ACC, North Carolina fresh off of that thumping uh, of Syracuse. Which way are you leaning between these two? So, guys, what's funny, my rationale for that game last week and why I like Georgia Tech was they were looking ahead to the Miami game the week before when they played Bowling Green. They were three touchdown favorites. They lose the game outright. We get more value on the spread. They show up with a great performance. And like you said, Crystal Ball with just an all-time blunder at the end of that game. Everybody's out on Miami right now, right, guys? Nobody wants to back them. The Crystal Ball story blew up over Twitter. Obviously, North Carolina has Drake May. Guys, this line is out of control. If Miami would have rolled Georgia Tech, this thing's closer to a pick'em. Miami might be favored in the game. Like the fact that UNC's favored and we're getting the key number of three and a half. Love the Canes this week to bounce back. I take them outright plus one fifty. You guys know I love looking for these spots when a team's looking ahead. They lose outright. We come right back with them. Give me the canes. Yeah, you you hit that one last week, but who could have imagined the way you would have it all happened? Uh, PJ here in Rochester Saturday night, we got Notre Dame hockey, which is kind of cool. There, you know, we'll have a sold out arena. They're playing RIT, and you know, for the twenty twenty five percent Irish fans that are going to be in the arena, they're going to be looking at their phone. Uh, Notre Dame football, huge game against USC. USC getting points. USC, this is like, hey, we've heard about Caleb Williams. Now here he is on national television. So honestly, am I foolish for thinking take USC in the points here? Guys, this game, I keep going back and forth on. I've been wanting to fade USC for a while. I think they're frauds. I've been saying that for a while. The offense is elite, but it's just the same story with Lincoln Riley teams. His defense can't cover. They can't tackle. They can't stop good teams. You just wonder if Notre Dame is out of gas. Like, their last three games, guys, Ohio State at home, you have to go on the road to play Duke. That's their Super Bowl. College game days there. Then you play an undefeated Louisville team in prime time. They beat you. Like, is Notre Dame able to rally the troops one more time? Keep in mind, guys, they started the season out in, uh, out in Ireland against Navy. Haven't had a bye week yet. And then they just played those three games, like I mentioned. You get USC this week. So... This is a pass for me. I would lean towards Notre Dame just because I really want to fade USC, and I think Notre Dame is better. But I'm concerned, guys, that the Irish are just they're out of gas. They don't have much left in the tank. What do we got there in the Pac-12 between Chip Kelly's UCLA Bruins and Oregon State, PJ? Love the under in this game, guys, 54.5. You think UCLA, you think Chip Kelly, you think offenses, you think scoring a ton of points. Fellas, they got a top-five defense in the country. They haven't given up 17 points or more in a game all season. Meanwhile, Oregon State's one of those teams. They play a lot different at home than they do on the road. At home in the three games, they've only given up a total of 23 points this season. This total is basically just like saying that, you know, this is taking all the data from every Oregon State game. But when you really look between the numbers and you see how they perform 
offensively and defensively on the road compared to at home. You combine that with UCLA and how great their defense is. Love under 54 and a half, guys, this week. We're talking to PJ Glasser, your host of Send It In. You can catch every day, every weekday on the BetQL network. So as we turn our attention here to the uh, pros, PJ, and I'm not sure what is going on with the Cleveland Browns and their quarterback, Deshaun Watson, where last week, hey, he's cleared. Well, no, I don't feel good, and I don't know what his status is coming up here. So are the Niners and Browns a game that you want to stay away from, or do you see value in playing this one? I think if you like the Niners, Gene, I would hop on it now. Anything under the seven, because if Watson's ruled out and they go with DTR, then San Francisco is going to be seven, maybe even seven and a half or eight, depending how much it gets bet up. Whereas if you still are holding out hope a little bit for Watson, maybe you just you, you keep waiting until kickoff on Sunday. Um, or if you think DTR is going to play again, you just keep waiting. Like I want to bet the Browns in this game, guys. They're off a bye. They have a great defense. And San Francisco, I, I mean, we just all saw what they did to Dallas, right? So everybody obviously wants to keep betting this team. They're the best team in football. They're great offensively, defensively. I think it's a good spot for the Browns, though. But if you're like me and you want to take a shot with Cleveland, I just wait. There's no rush to bet this game because uh, it's looking like Watson's probably not going to play and we're going to get a bigger number. We got a close look at the Jags last Sunday here in uh, Bill's country, PJ. Uh, an divisional game in the South, AFC South, between the Jags and the Colts with no Anthony Richardson, uh, Gardner Minshew. Uh, is this a letdown spot for the Jags? I think it is, guys. You know, I was on last week. I told you I liked the Jags against the Bills for kind of the same reasons. Jacksonville was already in London. Bills were coming off that big win against Miami, and they looked sleepy in that first half. I'm sure you guys have talked about it on your show all week. Now we get the Jags, who have been out in London for two weeks. Now they got to come back home. They got to get their body clocks adjusted. They got to get used to Eastern time zone again. Divisional matchup. And I actually like that it's going to be Gardner Minshew instead of Anthony Richardson because they've already seen Richardson play. I think one of his biggest assets is not seeing him, not understanding how physical he is, how deceptively fast he is. I'm rocking with the Colts here at plus four. I think they could win the game outright against Jacksonville. Yeah, um, PJ, uh, Danger hit this one on Monday. I'm like, ah, you know, I know home underdog on Monday Night Football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there were the Raiders winning somehow in an ugly game. So here we are again. Um, but it's not going to be uh, you know, a big spread here. Chargers are at home. Uh, it's Dallas on the road giving two. But is this really a road game here for Dallas? I would picture SoFi Stadium being at least half Cowboy fans, if not more. So where do you see the value uh, in this game, Cowboys-Chargers on Monday Night Football? Well, guys, these are the things I look for. I mean, Dallas is coming out a blow-off, blowout loss, and whenever Dallas gets blown out, it's always much bigger than any other team, right? They're obviously get so much media coverage. People are just waiting to hate on Dak Prescott. They're waiting for Dallas to choke. I just think that game last week was more about how good San Francisco was and how much they have their number. Now, the thing you're concerned with with Dallas is they beat New England and the two New York teams this season, the Jets and the Giants, really don't have a win that you can hang your hat on. Chargers are coming off a bye. I just think this game's going to be close. I think it's going to come down to the wire, and I just don't trust the Brandon Staley team to pull it out against a good team. I like Cowboys on the money line, minus 130. PJ, I, I feel like we've got some winners to deal with here as we, we look ahead, not just to tonight's action in Major League Baseball, but also Saturday and Sunday, another great weekend of football, and, and we can't do it without you. Make sure you uh, let our audience know now. The floor is yours. Tell us a little bit more about Send It In here that we can check out in the Odyssey app. Yeah, guys, you can go to the Odyssey app. You can go to twitch.tv slash You can go to YouTube, search Odyssey Sports. We're, uh, we're streamed 30 minutes, 1 p.m. to 1.30 p.m. Eastern time. And it's an interactive show. We love when people listen, chime in with comments, bets, questions that they have. Uh, you can catch us Monday through Friday. So hopefully everybody tunes in. Well, uh, PJ, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you real quick. Giants, Bills, the line I'm looking at right now on BetQL has the Giants. Uh, getting 14 points. Does this scream backdoor cover maybe? Or, or is this one you wouldn't want to touch here for that reason? It, it does. I mean, the thing about the Bills, and you guys know this, when they play really bad teams, I mean, they usually just beat the crap out of them. So we've already seen them do that to Washington. We've seen them do it to Vegas. Um, so you would probably lean towards the Bills, but I'm with Eugene. I mean, that is so many points. I get worried 
about the back door. My favorite play is Bill's team total over 29 and a half. I mean, that Giants defense, you know, they, they felt like they played okay against Miami, still gave up 31 points. Now you got to go play against the Bills, who are obviously great at home. So I like that team total over, guys, 29 and a half. PJ, you're the best. Appreciate the time as always, bud. Let's talk again next week. Absolutely. Appreciate you guys having me. There he is. Thanks, PJ, PJ Glasser. He's the host of BetQL's Send It In. Odyssey Sports betting insider and insider calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. PJ just gave you some winners. Go make some money. I like that. 29 and a half for the Bills team total. Yeah. Are, are the Bills getting four touchdowns and a field goal in this game? I would think. You would think. You would think. You would think. It's the NFL, man. It's a crazy, crazy world. You would think. I mean, what did we do? We we just spent 20 minutes to start the show talking about how bad this Giants roster is and how if the Bills were to lose, it would be the worst loss in Buffalo Bills regular season history. Can we go back to something? Because I was not in on Monday. You were with Bo. <laughs> Has there ever been a worse loss than the Georgia Tech win over oh, Miami? Oh, the way that ended. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, that's a fireable offense. If, if you missed it, Miami has the football. There's 40 seconds left in the game. Just they, kneel. They have the ball in plus territory. Kneel. Game just, over. Just kneel. It's all they, they hand it off one more time. It's a fumble. And then in 37 seconds, they go the length of the field the other direction. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely boneheaded. Just a fireable offense. Zero awareness. Like, Zero awareness. You, you would think coaches are at the top of the profession. They would know what to do in this instance. And no. That said, I like what PJ had to say. Like, I like Miami to bounce back. I like them against North Carolina. Yeah, on the money like, line. like North Carolina. Don't be like fooled. Like, ooh, we beat Syracuse. We, yeah, ooh, but like, yeah, you know, no. what I love about that is you, you're getting value. You, yeah. Miami is not as bad as the end of that game. They're a good team. They PJ was saying last week at this time how Miami might be the best team in the ACC. Yeah. Yeah, they, but one boneheaded play moves the line so far in one direction that now you can see a, a path to value and you can actually beat the books, which is why we like to have PJ on with us. So uh, I like that. Uh, if, if you're just joining us, PJ says fade Alabama, he likes Miami on the money line Saturday, and that under UCLA, Oregon State, UCLA with a sneaky good defense. When you think Chip Kelly, you don't normally think about a team with a good defense, but that's what he has with his Bruin squad this year. Really good defense that that could slow down Oregon State. So going with the under in UCLA and Oregon State. We've got takes on tap next in the sports bar. It's time for I'll drink to that. Yeah, I, I think that we have a lot of people that go out for college football on Saturdays. Have you done that? A lot of people do it for Sunday, of course. But if you do it, if you had it right Saturday, it can be fun. And we do have a lot of Ohio State fans in the area. But I'm going to tell you why. It's highly, highly unlikely you'll be able to find the Ohio State game at any establishment. And I think it's actually a warning for a Buffalo Bills game later in the year Mm. as we might have reached a tipping point here in terms of all the uh, platforms. And also, who is the biggest jerk owner in the NFL today? Mm. Well, line them up. Yeah, I'm going to make my case like why there's a coach in the league right now that I believe is a one and done. It's almost like he's using safe words. It's a cry for help. We've got to get him out of there. Uh, I'm not going to I'm not a doctor, but I'll play one on the radio next. There's a a quarterback who is ailing in the NFL, and I'm going to ask for a little bit of help from maybe a medical professional who can help steer him in the right direction so we can get him back on the field. We'll get to that and more next. I'll drink to that is on the way in the sports bar. Danger and Bataglia on the fan Rochester. Odyssey has sports for every fan. Keep up with your favorite teams from across the country and get the inside scoop from experts. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Odyssey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole well good thing instacart shoppers are as picky as you are they find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line they are milk expiration date detectives they bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are so let instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Got a smart speaker at home? Listen to the sports leader, The Fan Rochester at Home, by asking it to play 95.7 The Fan. Time for some takes on tap in the sports bar. We play I'll Drink to That, Danger and Bataglia. You kind of figured that Carolina Panthers owner David Tepper was kind of a jerk. Wait, hold yeah. on. Are you saying a billionaire owner of an NFL franchise could have questionable character? How dare you? Sir? No, I'm talking like as compared to other owners. Like if you put him like on tears right now, he might be the biggest a-hole of them all. They're all a-holes. So this is an a-hole tier we're talking about. Yeah. So they're, they're tier, he's a tier one a-hole. In Correct. terms of a- NFL owners. Yeah, because I mean, I, I, like at the bottom, I think probably Mark Davis is an a-hole, but he's just kind of like a guy that goes and plays with slots. Where Steven yeah. Ross feels like a tier one a-hole. Uh, Lerner in, in Cleveland. Tier one a-hole. Absolutely. Who, who, the, the son in Houston. Tier one a-hole. <laughs> Jerry. I'm okay with Jerry. Kraft. I'm okay with Kraft. Terry. Yeah, he, I'll put him with Jerry and Kraft. Yeah, they're on that level. Yeah, I'm sure there's another. Cronky's tier one. Woody Johnson feels like he might be a tier one a-hole walking around with that cheesy-ass bling that he wears to try and relate to his players. What are you doing, man? You're a, you're a billionaire owner of a football team. Act like it. What are we doing? Yeah, I'm sure we're missing other uh, tier, like the Wilf in Minnesota. Hmm. They're all a-holes. Tier one a-holes, though, I I hear what you're saying. The Lerner family, yes. And, uh, no, did I say the Lerner family? Yeah, that's In Cleveland, right. Yeah. Yeah. All right, who who else are we putting on that list? (sighs) Well, Snyder was the king, but I don't know what what to make of the guy that took over yet. Yeah. Arthur Blank is on that Jerry Jones tier. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so let's go to Carolina. Go to Carolina. When David Tepper, remember, he was starting to build the practice facility. And he stopped it. He pulled right out. I'm like, nope, sorry. I need more money to do this. No, nope, yeah. we're going to. So there's just a big mound of dirt and some, you know, an unfinished project. Like, so we knew that David Tepper from that story was a jerk. But listen to this quote, or I'm going to read you this quote more accurately from Frank Reich, the current head coach of Carolina, about just how hands-on Tepper is. Quote, his philosophy, meaning Tepper's, is that he's going to engage. Mm. It's only been a short experience, but it's been a really good experience. It hasn't been fun. (laughs) I wouldn't characterize them as fun meetings, but those meetings make me better, and I trust make us better. That's a cry for help. Frank Reich is a gentleman. He's just a very gentle man. Um, those meetings make me better. I trust make us better. No, they don't. Like Robert Tepper is going to, excuse me, David Tepper is going to teach you about football. No, he's not. I read that quote and I'm convinced that Frank Reich is one and done in Carolina. Robert Tepper's who? That's the guy that wrote a song, right? Did it. So we've gone no down way this out. There's yes, no easy way that's out. right. The Rocky, the Rocky song. song. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's Tepper, Robert Tepper. Yeah, Robert. We have Robert Tepper on the mind when we talk David Tepper. David Tepper saying, you know, having these meetings and saying up front, uh, I'm hands-on. I'm going to engage. Frank, blink twice if Tepper is holding you hostage. The safe word is Newton. The safe word is Newton. Can we hear a Newton from Frank Reich and get him out of there? There's a part of me that that wants to feel sympathetic, but there's another part of me that imagines that David Tepper is very direct and probably said to Frank Reich, up front, I'm going to engage. I'm a hands-on owner. And if you're Frank Reich and you hear that, run. Don't take the job. Run. Because you know how this goes. If you're a hands-on owner in the NFL and you don't let your football guys do their football things, your team is not going to be a success. Yeah, the last thing you want to do is, okay, I got to sit down with the owner and answer his questions every day about what happened here on 3rd and 7. The owner knows more about money. The owner knows more about business. The owner does not know more about football than Frank Reich. Let Frank Reich be Frank Reich. Let your football guys be football guys. You know about running the operation. You know about systems. You know about balancing a spreadsheet. Stay out of the football affairs. The the, the teams that do that, the owners that are hands-off, I think generally are the teams that, that come across as less dysfunctional and win more. 
I don't know. I mean, I, I just feel like when you have an owner that's what he's saying here is that, yeah, he, we meet with him and those meetings aren't fun because he wants to engage. I, I wonder how many times Frank Reich has told him, dude, back off, back off. Just to, just to be clear, because I, I, you know, Malaprop there, David Tepper, we don't like Robert Tepper. Pretty cool. Remember oh, yeah. that? Yeah. This is, this is peak eighties music, eighties movie montage music. So in this part of the film in Rocky four, Adrian tells Rocky, you can't win. And he's so angry, he just gets in his sports car and starts speeding That's around. Right. And then the flashbacks. No, of it's, everything. A, it's, yeah. it's great. Yeah. It's classic yeah. 80s montage. Like, what I don't like about Rocky IV, if I can be. Mm, this, is, this is pretty good. This is good. And you did not hit the post. No, I was just steamrolling all over him. The, the, the thing that I was going to say is, and the reason why I like Rocky III more than I like Rocky IV is Rocky Four? All Rocky Four is is a constant montage. It's just one montage after another montage after another montage. It does everything that Rocky Three did brilliantly and just drives it into the ground. Just absolutely drills it into the ground. Like we're gonna make every montage that much more graphic and that much more intense because the montages in Three are fantastic. The villain in Three, Clubber, better. Than Drago. I'm now, sorry. Now that you say that, I think there are three montages. There's the one after, you know, he dies in the one. Yeah. And Apollo dies. Then the Robert Tepper song in yeah. the middle. And then you go over the to Russia montage. and the trade montage. Of course. Drago. Right. right. All you need is, you You don't even need, you just need a good montage. And I, I'm trying to remember how many montages there are in three, but four just drills it into the earth. And so it's like, all right, you you found a formula, and the formula worked in three, and you're going to do it again. And it worked in four, but it's just too much for me. It was just overkill. It was overkill with the montages in four, although I do, you know, if we're comparing. And again, this is why three is superior. Better montage music. No. Tepper four. or Eye of the Tiger. It's not even close. Okay, so that, I, I'm torn there, because obviously Eye of the Tiger is an excellent song. That's right. Think, but... So four, I saw, and it's it's long gone. Stone Ridge Plaza in Greece used to have a movie theater, and I go to watch this. And of course, a lot of people are watching for the second or the third time. And they get to the part where Rocky wins at the end, and doesn't somebody light off a whole roll of firecrackers and scare the <laughs> heck out of them? Was it? Was it? Now you you went through this. I didn't see it in the theaters. I remember watching it on HBO, but I do remember Eddie Murphy in his comedy special Raw did a bit on how uh, Italian dudes came out of the theater after Rocky and wanted to like chest up anybody that would get in their way and try and fight them because of of their heritage. You know, because he's Balboa and it's Iraqo! Iraqo! Was it like that in again, Greece? Again, I imagine again, it was. Where was I? Yeah. It was the Stone Ridge Plaza in Greece. I imagine Greece was there, just yeah. like that. Just like the bit that Eddie Murphy's <laughs> where you got you got short little Italian guys walking up to anybody that gets in their way going, yeah, what do you want to do? You want to fight? You want to go? He used some colorful language that I won't uh, yeah. repeat here in the sports bar, but if you know the bit that I'm talking about, then you know that, that what makes that funny is that it's true. It's true that in Greece, New York, there were dudes like Gene Battaglia Same coming out of the movie. Yeah. They're going, hey, what do you want? You want a piece of this? Let's go, Rocco! All right! I had mullet working, everything at that <laughs> point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, there's a lot of injuries uh, in the NFL that uh, teams are dealing with. You, you, Justin Jefferson officially going to IR. You have Devon uh, HN officially going on IR for Miami. Daniel Jones not practicing for the Giants. And now... For our Browns fans, look, I'm I'm paying attention to, as you are, Deshaun Watson. He's dealing with a, short, a sore shoulder, Gene, and I'm not a doctor. I'm, I'm far from one. Maybe you or, or somebody listening can, can help me out. What sort of physical treatment would typically be prescribed here for Deshaun Watson to get over that sore shoulder? Danger. Danger. No, I'm not apologizing. Yeah, it's, uh, no, it's true. Okay, though. I'm not apologizing. So we, he did this to himself. He has to take it. He can go into the team facility and get someone who is licensed and preferably like, hey, make sure everything's on camera here at this point. <laughs> it is weird. It's an untaught. It, is it because 
the NFL doesn't want to talk about treatment or whatever. Like, that's a story we didn't talk about. Hey, you're cleared. I'm not going in. Hey, this is football. What's going on here? Is it the guaranteed money? Is it the... Uh, what is it? Just uh, one of the most baffling signings ever in court, at the quarterback position. The, the Browns giving him all of that money with everything that was going on. Just all of it is just baffling. Uh, probably the owner. Maybe he was on some sort of binge at that point. And then, yeah, do it. Do uh, it. Do tier, it. Tier one a-hole. Yeah, tier one a-hole. Uh, Danger, we may have reached a tipping point in terms of streaming services. Oh, you think? Yeah. Listen to these numbers, okay? This week's Ohio State-Purdue game. Sorry, Buckeye fans. It's exclusively on Peacock, which, okay, if you want to watch it at home, it's $5.99 a month. Reach into your wallet. But what if you own a bar or restaurant that wants to show the game? Well, the only way you can do it is by purchasing the season-long pass. But that is $699 a month. No, no, no. No, no. $69, $69, I'm sorry, the math I wrote on this is incorrect. I, I was going to say, if it's $699 a month, I better be getting more than Peacock. <laughs> well, that's what it is for the year. Okay. So, But the problem is, Danger, $699 for a year. That's the commercial rate. Uh-huh. You can only show that on one television. Jeez. So I have to do a little digging here. That with DirecTV, this is on the website Awful Announcing, they're reporting this. With that Bills Chargers game, and if you own a bar, like you're going to have to pay $700 per TV to show that game. $700? You, the only way you can do it is to buy the commercial pass. It's not like you or me, uh, $599 a month. No, so no, no. you have to buy an annual pass. Just to show one game. So there's a big sports bar in Columbus. This is according to Awful Announcing that is staring at a bill of 20 grand just to show said Ohio State Purdue game. And they took this to Facebook and say, I'm sorry. We are not going to go in the hole for one game. We apologize. You know, they're just letting their patrons know that. You don't come in expecting to see the Ohio State game this week. You can't just put it on one TV. Well, you could right, put it on one, one TV. One TV. Yeah, put it on one TV, and everybody go huddle around that one TV. That you know, like back in the old days. We, we, like and honestly, when you go to like sports bars that are showing, uh, like the Sunday ticket, and you know, you go and you're a fan. Like you all huddle around the, the, the TV of the game that you want to watch anyways, right? If you're a fan of the Eagles and the Eagles are playing, all the Eagles fans will congregate in one spot of the bar. That's true. But now I'm fast forwarding to the Bills and Chargers. And if the pricing tier is the same, and that's a Saturday night, how is that going to work for some of these bigger places just with one TV you're allowed no, to show? No, and, and it's it's ridiculous. that the, the sports bar there in Ohio that you're describing is smart to not bankrupt their business just for one game. That is, that's a cash grab yeah, by Peacock. Yeah. Yes. It's insane. And, um, to say that we've reached a tipping point. Yeah. I think we're, we're beyond that now. It's, I, I just laugh that for years and years and years, when we were all subscribers to cable or the dish, we all complained about, how much we paid each and every month and we all wanted there's so many channels i don't even watch all these channels we just want just give us the the chance to be all a cart let us pick the channels that we want the content that we want we deserve it give us on-demand program and we have it now and it's not costing us less it's costing us more yeah it's yeah, costing we us more. were wrong on that one. It's co- they're going to find ways to make money that's what they do uh, we're going to get to Matt Beauvais. It's always game day in Buffalo, the uh, Odyssey exclusive podcast. Uh, he's co-host with Sal Capaccio. Talks in Buffalo Bills with Matt here in about 20 minutes or so. And uh, I want your opinion on this. Uh, this has not happened to me before. Another person in our business blocked me. What did I say? What did I do here? Oh, boy. We're going to have a social media conversation. Well, is this a sports bar conversation? Mm. I didn't think we were the show that picked fights with people, but it was just one of those things you learned. Like, hey, wait, why did you block me? Yeah, okay. Uh, we can uh, check in on that. We'll check in on Gene's uh, social media status here and why he's been blocked by other members of the media. 
Uh, we'll do that next. Happy hour coming up in less than an hour as well. You can join us on the Good Smoke Barbecue and Pub Wingman line. 866-4FAN is our phone number. 866-4326. Award-winning barbecue from Good Smoke Barbecue and Pub in the new location at 135 West Commercial Street in ER. GoodSmokeBBQ.com. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.